Starwalker Studios presents Age of Gaming, your podcast dedicated to video games, present and future, and celebrating the journey of gamer culture from your mom's basement to the mainstream. This episode is brought to you by the patrons of Age of Gaming. Learn how you can support the show by becoming a patron at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. Greetings, gamer, and welcome to the Age of Gaming podcast. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. Today, I'll give my first impressions of Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Hello, listener. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to episode 11 of the Age of Gaming podcast. So glad that you joined me today. So I've been doing some gaming lately, specifically on the PlayStation 4. And I thought real quick at the top of the show, I would talk a little bit about a couple little games I tried recently. So the first one is one that Nikki talked about on the last episode when she was on the show. And that's a little game called The Swapper. And that was free for PlayStation Plus members in the month of January. So I, of course, downloaded it because I'm all about anything that's free. And I finally tried it out, gave it a shot, and uh, it's a pretty fun little game. It's a side-scrolling kind of puzzle game where you can have multiple clones of yourself and, and switch from one clone to another, and you basically use them to solve puzzles and, and get from... A to B and use them to uh, depress triggers to open rooms and and things like that. So in some ways, it kind of reminds me a bit of the Portal games as far as, you know, the kind of puzzles you have to solve. But, you know, there's some some big differences, mainly, you know, this is a 2D game and not 3D. And uh, it's not, you know, it's not as in depth as Portal is. But if you enjoyed Portal and and you like that kind of puzzle solving, you might want to check out the Swapper. Another game that I tried a little bit is called Apotheon, and that game is currently free for PlayStation Plus members in the month of February 2015. And that is kind of a side-scrolling platform game. Uh, The cool thing about this game is the art style of it. It looks very much like if you've seen pictures of ancient Greek pottery, the the kind of two-dimensional art that they have on on the old ancient Greek pottery. That's what this game looks like and and it's kind of cool. So you fight with, you know, a sword and throw spears and shoot your bow and stuff like that. I just played it a little bit. I got kind of bored with it. It's, you know, there's not a whole lot to it. And I played platform games way back in the day when that's all there was. So <laughs> I'm not that much into those kinds of games. Um, I also found that it was a little confusing just the way the art style worked and and the way you go from higher to lower levels and the stairs and stuff. It it was a little clunky to me, Um, but the game's pretty fun and it's worth checking out just for, for the art style of the game. It's really cool. And right now you can check it out for free if you're a PlayStation Plus member. So why the hell not? 
So what I wanted to talk about for the bulk of the show today is a game called Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Now, this is not a new game. This is one of those games that that was kind of uh, given a bit of a facelift for the PlayStation 4. And uh, this is a game that I've had for a while and I've started playing it more now that I'm almost all the way through Infamous Second Son. And uh, so I've been playing some Tomb Raider specifically so I could talk about it on the show because I really enjoy this game and I think it's a really cool game. So first of all, the graphics and sound in this game are amazing. You know, if you want a game that kind of shows you what a next-gen console can do, this is a great game to get. Um, we, We are getting so close to photorealism in games now it's it's just amazing the the cloth textures and the hair on the characters are really great there there's sometimes when when lara's hanging upside down that the hair gets a little weird but other than that it looks really cool and the uh the dirt is super cool too so your character lara croft is pretty much getting her ass kicked the entire game uh you really feel for this girl and uh, she's usually filthy dirty. And um, it seems that she's destined to be filthy dirty and developers want her to be filthy dirty because every once in a while she'll get clean, like you fall in some water or something. And then usually within like five minutes, <laughs> you you end up brawling with someone in some mud or something and you're super dirty again. Uh, but it's really cool because, again, this is somewhere where the graphics really shine and... You know, it's really showcasing what what these new machines can do, and it's it's really awesome. I think it's really nice to have a female protagonist in a game like this. Like I've played Uncharted and The Last of Us, and and now in The Last of Us, you know, for parts of the game, you get to play as uh, the girl. I can't remember her name, but it's a relatively small part of the game. And you know, so many of these games, you know, the character that you're forced to play is is a dude. So it's really nice to to be able to play a female character. And it's really nice that she's a strong, competent character. I mean, she's the one running around saving people. You know, she doesn't need anyone to save her, which is super cool. I think that the gameplay of the game is a lot of fun. Uh, the controls are really smooth and work really well. And, and they're really intuitive, especially if you've played you know any games at all especially games like the uncharted games or the last of us these controls are going to be very similar to games like that that you've played before and they're really smooth like i really like the game shadows of mordor but that game to me the controls feel a little clunky they're not they're not as smooth as this it's a little awkward sometimes um but the controls in this game are really really smooth um it's easy to learn how to do things and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of variety in the gameplay there's a lot of different things that you do different aspects to the game which i really like and and you know helps you not to get bored with it so the bulk of the game has this you know third person shooter aspect to it and you're using weapons like bow and arrow a rifle pistol shotgun as well as melee and hand-to-hand fighting And again, this is very similar to other games like The Last of Us that have gameplay like this as far as how, you know, you aim and shoot your bow and things like that. It's it's the same as in other games like this. So you have that side of it. 
But then on top of that, you also have the survival aspects where you're you're out in the wilderness. And for instance, you can hunt small animals, which is fun, like rabbits and crows and rats and deer and and all kinds of things. And not only can you, you know, get food and supplies and things from these animals, but you also get XP. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of tricky, like especially the rats. Once you shoot one, the rest of them are running all over the place. So it's like if you want to take the time and develop the skill to to do those things, you actually get XP, which helps you improve your character, which is pretty cool. There are also a lot of hidden things that you can find in the world if, if you like exploring. And there is a mechanic where you you find camps in the world where that's where you can improve your equipment and unlock new abilities and stuff. And you can fast travel from one camp to another. So you can go back to areas you've been to before and, you know, find things that you've missed, which, which is really cool. And I just got an ability where I can find the hidden things when I use my, I I don't remember what it's called in this game, like your danger sense ability you know very much like in games like the last of us or the batman games you know where you you hit your button and and you get this kind of enhanced perspective that that shows you where enemies are and things like that so you get something like that where you can use that to find the hidden things in the world and then you can go back to earlier areas and and find things that you missed so if you're the kind of person that likes finding the little hidden gems in a game you'll you'll really like that there are also optional tombs that you can find, and those have some some fun and sometimes frustrating <laughs> puzzles for you to solve, which is is really cool. And it's this whole, you know, other side of the game where you go into one of these tombs, you usually don't have to worry about anybody shooting at you or anything like that. But you have, uh, you know, an area in the tomb that you want to get to, and you have to figure out how to get there. And one thing, uh, this game, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of of Uncharted 3, which I played quite a bit. And I kind of lost interest in Uncharted 3. I I didn't actually quite finish that game because after a while, that game, it was all the same thing. It was like, let's put you in this uh, unlikely situation where you have to climb all these crazy things to, to get where you need to be. And I thought that The Last of Us did a great job of kind of taking that and doing more with it and making it more believable where uncharted it was just it was just like kind of almost like maze like and it's like let's come up with some convoluted way that you need to climb a bunch of crap you know to get where you need to go and i think tomb raider also kind of takes that to the next level and and makes it much more interesting and more believable because you know, yeah, sometimes you got to climb stuff, but you're also using things like uh, shooting arrows with ropes attached to them to repel or not repel, like zip line to different places. Um, you're using a uh, like a climbing pick to climb to things. And so, you know, there's more to it than just climbing, but you're still, you know, need to get to certain areas sometimes and you got to figure out how to do it. A lot of times you have to interact with things in the environment to kind of change the environment so you can get where you need to go. And it's really fun. And you use things like fire to change your environment. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And again, kind of taking this what we saw in Uncharted 3 and kind of expanding on it to make it make it better, which I really like. My only issue with the optional tombs and some other areas in the game where you kind of have a puzzle to solve is Lara starts giving you hints a little bit too quickly for my taste. 
And I probably maybe play through these things a little slower because I like to kind of savor them and kind of explore the environment and check things out before I really get down to trying to solve the puzzle. And, you know, Lara, it seems to like really want to get on with things. And so pretty quickly, she's giving you little verbal hints as to what you're supposed to do. And uh, I find that for me personally, she's giving those hints before I want them or need them. So that might be something I can change in the settings. I'm, I'm not sure. Another thing that's really cool about this game is it uses uh, voice recognition. And I've actually been wanting to find a list of all the voice commands because it gives you little tips you know, when you're on a loading screen or something for some of the commands. But there's a lot of them and I can't remember them all. And, and I need a list I can print out so that I can remember them all. Because you can do things from changing weapons to changing ammunition and all kinds of stuff. Uh, pausing the game, looking at your map, just basically any command in the game, there's a voice command for, which is super cool. I use a, uh, a wireless headset for my PlayStation that's got a, a mic built into it. So it's really awesome to be able to just say a word or two and have something happen instead of having to do it with your controller. It's really cool. I also really like the story in the game. It's really engaging. It hooks you in right away. Um, the cutscenes are very well acted and, and voiced and the motion capture is excellent. And it's just really great. It's like, you know, kind of like The Last of Us. It's like playing in a movie, which I really like games like this. Another thing that's really cool is uh, some of the, you know, what would be a cutscene in another game is actually a scene where, you know, you can do things. And uh, sometimes you'll be in a situation where the shit's hitting the fan and all of a sudden the game wants you to do something. And if you don't do it right, you're going to die. And what's really cool is when that happens, the game has this uh, mechanic where it goes into slow motion for a few seconds so that you have, you know, a split second to kind of process what it is you're supposed to do to get past this point and then actually do it. And I think that's a really awesome way to pull it off because it lets you, you know, figure out in the moment what you need to do without having to like replay the thing over, which of course kills immersion. It allows you to do this while without losing like the momentum of the scene because instead of like pausing and waiting for you to input or instead of just having it happen real time and you got to figure it out the first time when you die what you're supposed to do and then go back and do it, which is kind of how The Last of Us was. Um, in this, it, it goes into slow-mo for a second and so you can get it right the first time without losing that momentum and that tension in the scene, which I really, really like. It's a really great way to do it. So as I said, poor Lara is constantly getting her ass kicked in this game. Um, so one kind of criticism of it, but I mean, it's a video game. What are you going to do? Is her ability to suffer injuries, like for instance, being impaled and then keep going after some very minor first aid aren't remotely realistic. But again, it's a video game, so uh, we can forgive that. I've, I've seen uh, things lacking that kind of realism in movies, and you know we're supposed to swallow that. So I can forgive it in a video game. Um, also, as I mentioned, the, the camp aspect where you make a camp, sometimes you literally make a camp within a stone's throw of enemies, and it's like you can be in this camp and do all these things and be completely safe, which is kind of weird. But again, video game. 
my one real criticism, like an actual real criticism of the game is I'm not a huge fan of the supernatural elements in the game because they kind of come out of nowhere. The game for a video game has this kind of gritty realism to it. And then all of a sudden there's this supernatural element that kind of comes out of nowhere. And so that's kind of jarring to me. Maybe that could be foreshadowed a little bit better so it's not so jarring. But honestly, my preferred way to fix this would be to just get rid of the supernatural crap. It's not needed. I don't think it adds anything to the story. If anything, it takes quite a bit away from the story. And I think the game would be better without it. So I still have quite a bit to see in this game. I am, I believe I'm about 40% of the way through it. I just recently got the ability to shoot flaming arrows and I have been having a a lot of fun with that. I mean, not only is there the fun of just shooting someone with a flaming arrow and they catch on fire and start screaming and eventually die, but there's also the fun of uh, there'll be, of course, barrels of petroleum or whatever about that you can strategically use and shoot with your arrows and blow people up with those. And that's a lot of fun, of course. But yeah, I've seen a a little bit less than half of the game so far, and I'm really digging it. It, It's definitely holding my attention and my interest, and I'm interested in the story. I'm curious to see what happens next. Uh, Like I said, really the only negative for me is the supernatural side of it. I just, it's kind of hokey, and I think it would be a lot better without it. But it's kind of, I mean, let's face it, this game is is very much inspired by Indiana Jones. And we always had a little bit of a of a supernatural element in the Indiana, Indiana Jones movies, which, again, I think they would have been better without it. But Tomb Raider is, is kind of taking that supernatural element that we had in Indiana Jones and dialing it up a few notches, which I, I don't think is isn't an asset or an improvement. Now, I will say that the game is very linear. You don't really have choices as far as how you're going to advance through the storyline. There's there's really only one way through the storyline, and it's a very, you know, A to B to C to D linear kind of game. However, like The Last of Us, which I reviewed quite a few episodes ago, it's not a bad thing. The story is so well told. The game is so well done that you you don't really even realize how linear it is until you kind of think back and realize, oh, you know, I never really had a choice. I I just kind of am, am being led through this story. But I think that's okay when the story is really interesting and the game is really well done and, and you have interesting characters and things like that, like, like you do in Tomb Raider. So I'm fine with it. So ultimately I, I think this is a great game. If you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. If you're someone who has, say, a PlayStation 3 and a PlayStation 4, I would definitely get it on PlayStation 4. I have seen uh, YouTube videos and screenshots comparing the game on different systems, and you definitely want to play it on next gen if you can. Now, if you've already played it on a 7th gen system, is it worth getting the game and playing it again on 8th gen? Probably not. There is a huge improve in the there's a huge improve. There's a huge improvement in the graphics, definitely. But I don't know that it's worth buying the game and playing it again just for that. I mean, there's not any new content that I'm aware of. However, if you really, really like the game and you want to see, you know, the improved graphics, then, then it may be worth it for you. So that's your decision.
Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Age of Gaming. If you would like to reach me, you can email me at ageofgamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Google Plus. Just search for Lex Starwalker. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. Please visit the website starwalkerstudios.com where you can find the show notes for this show and find lots of helpful links. And you can also find our other great podcasts there. If you enjoy Age of Gaming and you'd like to see the podcast continue on, please support the show and please support Starwalker Studios. A great way that you can do so is to go visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the show. And you can find that at patreon.com slash ageofgaming or just follow the links in the show notes at starwalkerstudios.com. If you would like to support the studio, but you're not willing to become a patron, another great way is you can make a one-time donation with the donation button on our website. And you can also use our Amazon referral links in the show notes. So I will be linking to Tomb Raider on Amazon and you can click on that link and then go buy whatever you want on Amazon and you will help us out immensely. And again, you can find all this information and much more on our website at starwalkerstudios.com. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Age of Gaming and enjoying another episode with me and learning a bit about Tomb Raider and these other games. And if there is a game that you're really loving on the next-gen systems or on PC that you haven't heard me talk about and you'd like me to check it out, uh, let me know. Shoot me an email or tweet me or find me on Google+. And uh, I'm always looking for cool new games to try out. So until next time, again, I am Lex Starwalker. Thank you very much for listening. Now respawn and get back in there, gamer. This has been a Starwalker Studios production. Your source for quality gaming and hobby podcasts. This episode's music provided by Clown Dubstep and Mind Cleaner. Please see the show notes for details at starwalkerstudios.com slash ageofgaming. Age of Gaming is made possible thanks to the support of listeners like you. Learn how you can become a patron of the show at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming.